finally, you're finally here. It's been a long, hard journey. Complications were constant. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But that's all behind you. You're here. And now you can rest and relax at your home away from home. Or you could if the lights would turn on. Or the water worked. Hey, where's that smell coming from? And please tell me that thing in the corner didn't just move. What the hell is wrong with this Airbnb? I'm your host, Harper Hunt, and this is Cursed Knowledge. Welcome back to Cursed Knowledge. I'm Harper Hunt. And I'm Ben Hunt. And we're huge fans of Airbnb. It's true. We've been using Airbnb since 2014, I think, was when we started using it. We've been huge fans. Uh, Part of it's just that traveling as a larger family, it's oftentimes cheaper to get an Airbnb for six than it is to get hotel rooms for six. It is always cheaper for six. And, you know, you get nicer experiences sometimes. It's been fantastic. We've absolutely loved it. It's really changed the way we travel. We've gotten some really fantastic places on Airbnb. I know one of our family friends, they told me a story about how they got to stay in basically a, a mini castle in Ireland. And I mean, that's something the Hilton can never truly offer no, you. No, no, not at a, a price that you would want to pay. Absolutely. But unfortunately, Airbnb is not without its flaws. And we've definitely seen a lot in the news recently, at least I have, about people kind of calling out the Airbnb experience. Mm -hmm. And this is on both sides of the aisle, shall we say, because Airbnb tends to have two parties. You have the guests, people who are renting the locations, and then you have the hosts, the people who are renting out the houses, apartments, castles, what have you. Right. Treehouses, all of that. So. Wait, there are tree houses? There are tree houses. And we haven't stayed in a tree house yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. That's on the list, I promise. So for guests, obviously we know the draws to Airbnb are having these unique experiences. It's cheaper than a hotel. It's also sometimes safer than a hotel. Unfortunately, sometimes things go wrong. And now it's time for Harper's Happy Horror Stories. <laughs> well, and, and it does seem like we're seeing a lot more of these horror stories yes. recently. Yes. I don't know if that's because people are coming forward with them more often. Hmm. That could be it. Uh, or it might just be that maybe the Airbnb experience might start to be on the decline. Yeah. So a lot of the complaints you're seeing, I'm going to say you have the logistical complaints that are people having a hard time checking in. Mm-hmm. If you're renting uh, a place from a specific person, you know, are you guys able to find a time when you can have the key handoff? Is it easy to access? You know, can you only enter from 3 to 5 a.m.? Kind mm-hmm. of weirdness. Mm-hmm. You also have issues regarding a host potentially walking in in the middle of your stay. Just kind of being reminded, oh, yeah, somebody else has the key to the place I'm staying. It can be a little bit concerning. Other logistical problems are that the host will sometimes last minute cancel your reservation. So you can be at the airport ready to travel and then get a notification that your Airbnb has been canceled. Here's your refund. Bye. In a way that a hotel 
usually can't do. I th- those sound to me more like old Airbnb mm-hmm. complaints on the, the guest side. I, I'm sure they still exist. They still exist. Well, one of the newer ones that's cropped up a lot are with kind of hidden fees, particularly mm-hmm. around cleaning fees. Because people have noticed that when they look at the price of an Airbnb, it will say that you can stay here for $85 a night. And you're thinking, that's amazing. That's wonderful. But then you look down and it says that there's a $300 cleaning fee. What? And suddenly, sometimes it's that much? As Yes, it can be more. Sometimes, you know, that completely changes the whole price of this adventure. If you were only going to stay there for two nights, well, now your cleaning fee is twice as much as you were going to be paying for the apartment. Yeah, I had no idea it could be that much. And that's something people have had issues with. Are these kind of extra fees or uh, hosts charging them after the fact for cleaning, saying something like, you left a fork out. You also get a lot more of issues with checking out. Mm-hmm. Where hosts will have these very extensive chore lists, are the best way to say it, of things that you have to do before you check out or you will be charged an extra fee. fee. Oftentimes, you basically have to do all of the cleaning before you leave and then you're still charged a cleaning fee. So it's just become more hoops to jump through, maybe not as easy as an the expensive hotel experience. Hoops. Yeah. Expensive hoops. And that's not even counting when the place you're staying at is just bad. Like, there's mold. There's bugs. The showers are outside, and it's an all-glass house. And who decided (laughs) to build it this way? What creepy architecture is going on here? But absolutely, there's a lot of false advertising on Airbnb because you want to make your place look clean and Instagrammable and happy and cool. But, you know, reality doesn't always match up with your expectations. I've also heard, Mm -hmm. you tell me, but there are stories of, oh, you're, it's just a fake Airbnb listing. Yes. So actually one person found their house listed on Airbnb. Oh, that's funny. They did not list their house. Yeah. So there is a reputation system similar to Uber. You know, the host can rate the guest, the guest can rate the host. But of course, you know, that's not always an accurate representation. Well, now, what I've also heard, I've never experienced this, mm-hmm. but I haven't really looked for it. Security cameras, like being yeah. watched. Yeah, so there's actually a lawsuit going on right now. Hmm. A couple from Texas is suing an Airbnb host in Maryland because they found hidden cameras were installed in the bedroom and the bathroom that were actively recording them while they were staying in his Airbnb. Okay, that does seem so suable, actionable, as I think you would say. It's incredibly creepy. It's incredibly, incredibly creepy, but there are non-creepy reasons for why a host would want to have hidden cameras at their properties. And now we're going to kind of flip to the other side of the argument. The the, the problem with guests. The problem with guests, because y'all aren't perfect. There have been multiple cases of guests causing insane damages at their Airbnbs. Obviously, there's just basic theft, you know, stealing the TV, stealing, you know, anything that's not nailed down. And if you have hidden cameras, you can actually find proof that they were the ones who took Hmm. it. Yep. Bit more evidence. There are also records of people throwing insane parties in these small residential Airbnbs. I believe there was one in Calgary where the damages were estimated to be between fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars. That is one heck of a party. I don't know what needed to be fixed. 
But I also don't know how long you would have to keep renting out that Airbnb just to end up covering those damages. Yeah, no, that's that's an insurance uh, payout for sure. Absolutely. People will remember how I talked about the difficulty with checking in. Mm -hmm. Lots of records of guests uh, breaking and entering to get in. Oh, I can't find the key that you left under the mat. Well, let me just break down the door. That'll solve the problem. And now you've got to fix the door. You're the one liable for all of that. There have been records people using uh, Airbnbs for non-PG purposes, let's mm, say. Mm, yes. And that covers anything you can think of. If you can think of it, yes. The answer is yes. There have also just been a lot of reports of a lack of support from Airbnb itself. Airbnb has a pricing tool that they recommended people use, and it tends to undervalue properties. Hmm. So that's kind of where I think you start to see those hidden cleaning fees come in. Not to mention, there's been a huge increase in the number of available properties. Currently, Airbnb has over 7 million properties available. Good Lord. I it's had insane. no idea. It yeah. is insane. But of course, more properties, more options, fewer people coming to your property and giving you money. So individual hosts are getting less money overall. And because they want to stay competitive, they have to drop their prices, but now they're not, still not making as much money. It's become a real problem for a lot of people who maybe bought a house or bought an apartment with the intention of eventually renting it out on Airbnb. Because now, you know, they've bought this place, they've renovated it, they're paying for it, and they're not making nearly enough money to sustain it. Right. So it's no longer... Oh, I've got a spare bedroom because yeah. Junior went off to college. Mm -hmm. But it's, no, I'm going to make this significant asset purchase for the express purpose of renting it out on Airbnb. Suddenly you've got a second mortgage that is not going anywhere. Right. It's like buying a, a second car so mm -hmm. you can be an Uber driver. B basically, that's a pretty good comparison. Also, uh, we've heard about it in New York most recently, but major cities are really cracking down on Airbnbs and just these, this short-term rental market. Especially by short-term rental, I mean rentals that are, let's say, under 30 days. Mm -hmm. So those tourists, I'm going for the weekend, let me stay here, I'm going to visit family, I'll stay a week, those kinds of short-term rentals. What do you mean cracking down? They're instilling a lot of laws to limit basically what can count as a short-term rental and how long you can actually rent it out for. So in New York specifically, this is as of September 5th, you can't rent a place for fewer than 30 days. So I couldn't rent a place just for the weekend. If you are going to rent the place for a short period of time, like three days, the host has to be there on property. Oh, wow. And you can't have more than two hmm. guests. So That's New York City. That's New York City. Oh, wow. And there's no... This isn't grandfathered or anything. This isn't for new stuff. This is nope. period? This is period. Wow. So this is saying that if, if I own two apartments in New York City and I want to rent one of them out on Airbnb, if I want to have any rental that is shorter than 30 days total, I have to be living in the apartment with them and I can't have more than two guests. Yeah. No, that's... I had no idea that that had... It's... Yeah, Airbnb was a very strong crackdown. So Airbnb actually took City of New York to court over this. They mm -hmm. tried to appeal. 
but it got tossed out and it went into law into action in September. So hmm. we're definitely going to see a change in, I think, how tourism works in New York from that. That's interesting. I guess I had mm -hmm. heard about, and I don't think this is Airbnb specifically, but it's short-term rentals usually covers a lot more ground than that. Yeah. And this was particularly about uh, people who have bought homes mm -hmm. in college towns. Oh, yeah. With the idea of, oh, I'm going to convert this five-bedroom home into five separate, mm. you know, places for students to rent. But what you don't realize is that there are, and I guess this is very similar to the, to the New York City law, but I mean, every town I'm aware of has zoning restrictions mm -hmm. for having multiple people in a home that you can't have five people living in a, you know, it's not zoned for being a five separate bedroom right. place. Yeah, I think and that's, that's a, very that, accurate. And that's a rough discovery, right? If you've invested in this, you know, bought the home. Mm -hmm. Again, it's it's the people, the owners, mm -hmm. the hosts who are making significant asset purchases to engage in this yeah. enterprise. I think a lot of hosts get sold on this idea of generating a passive income. Right. This idea right. that it will sort of run itself. And a lot of people will hire property managers mm -hmm. to kind of manage mm -hmm. their Airbnb for them if they're not in the area. Like if I live in Colorado, but I've got a home down in Orlando, kind of my, my winter home that I rent out for most of the year. I'm not there on site all the time, obviously. So you have somebody who can kind of manage it for you and you just sit back and watch the money come in. It's funny. That's kind the of been the, not coming in. that notion of a passive income, right, mm -hmm. has been the pitch, let's say, of real estate managers and mm -hmm. anyway, trying to get the allure of that is very It's old. strong. It's strong. And, and now with Airbnb, you think, oh, here's the path to mm -hmm. realizing that siren call. It's, listen, I want passive income. Like- me it's too. one of those things like oh, everybody wants money. it. Everybody yeah. wants to just like receive a check and have to do minimal work. You know, your name is on the deed to the house. Nothing else you have to do. You yeah. And the house is going to go up in value. So, you know, it's all good. All it's of all that. good. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, your house is covered with mold, infested in rats, and you're still charging full price, expecting people will stay there. And mortgage rates go up to where they are today. And that's where you start to, the dream kind of becomes a nightmare. Right. So. What I'm hearing is on the, let's say on the battle of guest versus host, are you coming down more on the host side then? Well, no. And I was All prepared right. for this, actually, because I, I, I did my cute little diagrams here. Oh, you here. did research this time. I did research this time. This is the first curse knowledge where I've done a little bit of research as you well. You heard it here first. Because I'm fascinated by the whole notion of not the guests of Airbnb, like, of which we have been many, many times. times. In many countries. Not, e not even the host side, because I get it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's you've got this extra asset space going to waste. Why shouldn't you get something for it? Yeah. I get it. And I, and I also see that there is a place for the market maker, the entity that brings the person with extra space together with the person that needs some temporary space. Mm -hmm. I get all of that. However, what amazes me is the degree to which the matchmaker, 
the company, Airbnb, has extracted all of the goodies out of this. We call it, you know, in economics, rent. Not rent like renting an apartment. I, I was going to ask. No, no, no. Rents are what? What's the what's the money you can extract from providing a service or or an asset? And right now, it feels to me like all of the rents are being extracted by Airbnb, the company, mm -hmm. the matchmaker, to the you know taking it away from both host and guest. All right. So there's like a set, there's a, a third party in here that's getting kind of excluded from the narrative. I'm seeing everything's about, you know, like BuzzFeed articles of you won't believe the top 10 weird things these Airbnb hosts have done. But there's actually a third group. Yeah. And, and, and you see this all the time in Wall Street mm -hmm. where the real story, the big story, mm -hmm. the real money involved. There's no story around it much at all. I mean, Airbnb is a hundred billion dollar company. That's a lot of zeros. I'm sorry, what? That's a lot of zeros. It's it's, it's market cap is well right at a hundred billion dollars. It was more. Now it's less. But you know, it had a bad 2022. Came back this year, but his market cap is right around a hundred billion dollars. The CEO owns about 4% of the company. That's not counting all the stuff he sold. That, by the way, okay, is the so chart. Okay, so that's passive income. The, yes. Yeah, that's right, passive right, right, income. right, right, yeah. This is the thing, I and I, I'm sharing this with you all. I'll hold it up here. We'll try to get this. This is a, I love these pictures because I write a lot about this. It's about how stock gets sold. And this is a picture of the insiders mm -hmm. and when they have sold stock. So, you can see there's a lot of red here yeah. on this picture. It's a picture of red. That's a picture of the insiders, the original investors. You know, Airbnb went public. It was December of 2020. I think. 2020. So not I think. that long ago. Since then, since it went public, well, there's a six-month period that limits mm -hmm. insiders can't sell for six months after it goes public. Since that cooling off period has passed mm -hmm. it's just been a wave of selling stock it's it's crazy i mean the, it, it's tens of billions of dollars of insider stock sales of money that's being pulled out of this system where you know i guess there's some criticism of airbnb the company and they go to court against new york city or the like but the stories the popular narrative is either to your point, are you on team guest or on team host? Not about the company that has no investment. They're not building anything. They have no right. assets. It's like Uber. They're no. They don't own the cars. They it, don't own the houses. That's right. It's it's a company built around the transactions of driving mm -hmm. or the transactions of vacationing of short term rentals. It's an amazing business model. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm in awe. But my view is that should have a lot more of the responsibility, both in terms of the popular narrative mm -hmm. around the, the, the exercise, as well as responsibility on the economics than they currently do. So it, it's not a perfect comparison, but it's kind of reminding me a little bit of all those MLMs, like multi-level marketing schemes, where You've got the guys on top and the guys on the bottom. And the guys on the bottom 
are struggling financially, they're paying for things that they can't sell, and they're just, they're, they're losing. But it doesn't matter because you're constantly getting more of those people. So for everyone that washes out, two more come in. And it's the guys at the very top that are just reaping all the benefits. Yeah, it, it, it's a laying off of risk mm-hmm. on the, I call it the newer entrance. Right. What I mean by that, and right, it's not multi-level marketing per se. There's not that same sort of pyramid aspect. Right. But it it absolutely has a similarity in that the the people who are taking the risk here mm-hmm. are the hosts. And the newer the host, the more risk they are taking on mm-hmm. to buy the asset, to handle all this. And you just have the toll taker whether it's an Uber or it's an Airbnb, just taking their piece out of every transaction. And what is remarkable to me is how big that piece is. I'm I'm still a little bit shell-shocked by the numbers you were giving earlier. So I, you know what? Thank you, Ben. I think that this is the first time that you have managed to surprise me with some cursed knowledge on this podcast. Nice. I love that. I'll try to, I'll try to do more of that in the future. I look forward to it. As always, thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new, and remember, the real curse is sharing this information with your friends, family, and unsuspecting co-workers. If you enjoyed this production, like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, tell us your most cursed knowledge by joining us on the forums at epsilontheory.com.